Welcome to a new episode of the Vital Point Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so that you get notifications of new episodes. And if you're listening to this on a podcast platform like Spotify or Apple, I'd really appreciate a review. It really helps to get the podcast in front of more people. If you know somebody that would really benefit from learning about different transformational practices, go ahead and, you know, recommend it to them. I'd really appreciate that. You know, my, one of my goals with this podcast is to get people curious and excited about different transformational practices. So if you know somebody that would be interested in that, um, send it along to them. And I appreciate you being here. You know, when it comes to self-development, no matter the method that you're using, the vital point is to practice. And that's why the name of the podcast is The Vital Point. If you're looking to learn methods to transform your life and actively grow into the potential that you know is inside of you, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I am a psychedelic integration and transformation coach. I'm a breathwork facilitator, and I'm also an enthusiast of personal growth. I love listening to these conversations just as much as you do and learning about new methods, hearing people's stories, and, you know, the, the point is that you have the capacity to evolve and bring your intentions and dreams into the world. And there's never been more access to so many incredible modalities that can help you on your journey. At the same time that we're bombarded by all these things that are vying for our attention and, um, you know, trying to steal our time away. This podcast is really a counterpoint to that. And is here to help you learn about new methods to bring into your life and give you practices to follow, share stories from practitioners who are doing the work so that you feel inspired to go and practice because that's the vital point. And this is a really special episode. Uh, today's guest is Matt Gottesman. He's a two-time founder, two-time podcaster. He's a writer. He's also an agile digital marketer and strategist by trade with a background in helping some of the world's most iconic brands like Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. And ne nearly a decade ago, he decided to reconstruct his own narrative by taking to the internet to create, build, and publish to the world through his own brands, as well as to communicate to the masses at the intersection of culture, creativity, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. I mentioned he's a podcaster. He hosts two amazing podcasts, Hustle Sold Separately, and a new podcast that's a daily podcast called The Niche Is You, which is really awesome. And he's a real inspiration to me personally. And I just appreciated his authenticity, his willingness to share knowledge and listen and, you know, just be a supporter. And he's in this really amazing space where um, you know, he's at this intersection between business and spirituality. And if you're familiar with the show, you know, I've had him on before uh, a long time ago, really excited to have him back. And, you know, we just get into this really amazing conversation um, about that uh, intersection between business and spirituality, being authentic, having a connection to yourself to your creator, to your purpose. And 
Matt was gracious enough to share his daily practice as well, which includes journaling, gratitude, breath work, and prayer. And so I hope that you get inspired to pick up these practices if they're not already a part of your life. And if they are, maybe it'll give you some good ideas on how to expand and strengthen what you're already doing. And I just found this conversation to be really inspiring and I hope that you do as well. So enjoy. All right, Matt. So welcome back to the Vital Point podcast. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be here. I, I think the last time you were on the podcast, it was called One Question Wednesday. So we'll be able to get into a little bit uh, deeper conversation today, which is nice. Yeah, you know, you, you said one question, but I think we must have gone over like 20 topics. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you I for think- that too. <laughs> I, I literally think that you were the last episode with the one question Wednesday format. And it was because I was like, okay, we're not talking about one question anymore. So I have to be respectful and not paint myself into a corner with it. Right. Um, so yeah. I really appreciate you being back. Absolutely. Great to be here. And uh, thank you again for, it's an honor to be back on here. Oh man. Like I, and I, I've just been so appreciative of everything that you've been doing lately and like the workshops you've been putting on. Um, I feel like I'm learning a ton just from seeing your examples, seeing your workflows and, um, you know, it's given me a lot of ideas, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting because I, and you know, this about me from my content, like I love business and I love spirituality. Um, and I love the intersection of the two because, you know, if we're in our work, if we're in our art, if we're in our soul, um, how we deliver that to the world, um, and how you know, we manage that <laughs> to the rest of the world in, in acts of service. So it's like on the, the business, like in the workshops and the digital, and you know, I get to, and, and it's a, it's a vital thing for me to, um, Hey, here's how I'm doing it. Let me show you how you guys can do it. And, um, which very much feels true to a, a portion of my purpose or my mission. So thank you for being a part of those as well. Yeah, no, it's just, it, I, there was there was something that I was look as I was looking through some of your content this week, yeah. just looking for little gems and, and, and inspiration. Um, there was something there that that popped up to me about that you had posted recently about, um, you know, you. It, the, the gist of it was you you don't have to like tell people what to do. You can just demonstrate it by the way that you live. Yeah, and that's something that I really appreciate. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can go in a lot of different directions with that. Um, I think sometimes we are trying to talk ourselves into what we know we should be doing. And so we talk it out to the world, and you have to be very careful of that because who's on the receiving end of that? And, you know, what's their soul path and where are they at and what are they doing? And so often at times, um, if we're looking for validation, um, be careful <laughs> who you're talking to, you know? And so, and sometimes we're not, sometimes we're just wanting to talk it out because we just want to talk it out and feel out what we're feeling inside. And that's why I think, you know, having really great people around you is, is, is important. Um, but the greatest way to lead in my opinion is, um, by example, right? If I, I don't ever want to give advice and not be taking it myself. And I want to demonstrate like, you know, I think I've always been that person in, in, even you know, when I was a child, like in school, but like, I'll go first, like, I'll figure it out. Like, hey, you know what? Let me dive in and see what happens. And then, uh, you know, not necessarily as a guinea pig, but as a just 
not being afraid to, to try. If we take too much time to think about doing something, uh, we, we create all kinds of other stories in our head that aren't necessarily true, uh, you know, or, you know, could very well be very false, <laughs> you know, and, and mess with us. And uh, so that was, a, you know, something that I, um, I was reading about this recently, too. It's like the moment you have an idea uh, or you really want, like something that just really resonates with you, try it as quickly as you can. Don't let too much time in between um, not doing it. And so, so yeah, we don't have to explain ourselves. We just have to try. And in this day and age, if it's part of being of service to the thing that we want to build upon, um, do it in public. I call it, you know, the, the build in public movement, which is like, hey, I'll show you. Like, I'll, I'll lead by example with humility. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. And you just kind of keep talking about it along the way. And I think that that is more helpful to others, right, than talking about what everybody should do, right? Let me show you what I'm doing, and maybe that'll spark something in you, and maybe then we can all, like, run together. So that, that's kind of, I think, where a lot of that comes from. Yeah, what, what came up as you were talking about that is sort of this shift, and, like, not to say that we're not getting help or hiring people to assist us, but that, that, that shift from you're sort of a, a product of like a company that has, you know, promotional teams and A&R and like, you know, these big budgets. Right. And you, that the, the idea is like, we have to get you out to as many people as possible, you know, shotgun out to the world when, and trying to get, you know, millions of people's eyes and ears on you to really being able to like find your own tribe yeah. and like find the people that just vibe with you. And that are going to follow you for your energy, for your message, for the, the the things that you're putting out into the world, and that you don't have to like be known by the masses because the people that are supposed to be around you and that like want to vibe with you will be with you. I want to earn it the whole way, and I don't want. Of course, when you're really rooted in your purpose and what you're doing and your art and, you know, or in your content, of course you want, you know, the, the world to have access to it. I just don't want it from a place of, um, you know, where you get too, you get too many people in there that say, here's how we're going to do this here in this strategy, that strategy. And it's like, I, I don't want to bypass the beautiful steps of, that come from earning and the process and building it like a community. Uh, uh, you're, you know, building a brand or building yourself like a true community. Um, it's just different when you do it that way. You ever see underground artists who really stayed true all the way through to becoming famous? I mean, they really did the long game journey and they have fans that are still there. <laughs> but they're like, I remember you from day one. We, we live in a time now too. It's interesting to watch. I've watched a few content creators where, you know, and some of my folks have been around for like eight years. And it's so it's interesting to watch um, the community grow with you, especially because you're growing. And if you speed that up too quickly, did you bypass growth, like your own internal growing and almost kind of create a, a whole new audience off of the hype versus the, you know, the personal development and growth? 
you know, and yeah, you mean, you may see people come and go, of course, but like, it's just, I, I, that's for me why it's so important to like earn it and, and grow it. Um, and of course I would, I obviously want the same distribution as, you know, the masses and as, you know, some more popular quote unquote, whatever you want to you know, call that people have just from an earned place where it's just, it's organic. It was grown. It was nourished and nurtured and, and earned, you know, and community driven. Um, and then, um, I just, from that, I would feel a lot more, um, just like I, I, I stayed, I stayed, I didn't compromise. I didn't compromise my values. And again, I'm not saying that some people who took massive steps did. It's just that it just sometimes the, the hyper growth that comes from injecting kind of external modalities versus, you know, the more organic way. Um, now, you can move faster organically, which is what some of the workshops were about, right? Like, how do you move organically faster? Great. Now I'm being smarter, you know, versus, um, you know, uh, giving away that, that power and giving away that energy that's, you know, from what, how I, I perceive and how I want to create this. So, so yeah, there's a lot of things in there for when you were saying, like, you know, uh, the growth aspect for sure. Yeah, there's a couple of things <laughs> that just popped out just as you were talking that we, I feel like we could explore more. Like the first one being the the benefits and the things that you learn from the process itself yes. and like why you don't want to jump ahead or just outsource everything to, to somebody else because you're actually preparing yourself for the, what you want. And like, uh, like I've read things where, you know, people that, that have gone viral, for instance, you know, just to sort of keep it on that topic. Yeah. Like they talk about the, the problems that come with that. Like when you're not ready to scale, when you're not ready to have that many people coming at you, um, or have to answer them, you know, in, in your inbox or, you know, just, you're not, um, emotionally prepared for trolls or like mm -hmm. people that are just going to have negative energy that you just don't have when, you know, you're just building sort of by yourself and, and building it up. And like, you know, <laughs> I guess I can relate to that in terms of like, I, I feel like I spent a lot of time, um, sort of just going through the motions without seeing any return or any growth. And it gave me this opportunity to, to make mistakes and also to move at whatever speed that I wanted to. And all of a sudden things started happening for me. And I was like, whoa, okay, now I actually need to like manage my time better. Exactly. Um, I need to have systems in place because now like my time is actually more valuable because there's people uh, waiting on me. You know, I have clients, um, you know, I have an audience for this podcast, um, all these things that before, you know, it's like, I don't know if I, I, can, I can do that tomorrow. Well, now I can't really do it tomorrow because, you know, there's an accountability there and I want to show up and be of service and continue to grow, um, you know, the, the, the people around me and the community around me. So, yeah, it's, it's you, you know, <laughs> and I think the interesting thing for me is like, I feel like when I look back at my life, some of the most important lessons and the things that like I learned from or help me grow the most when I look back at them 
at the time were things that I was like, oh no, this is awful. Or like, how could this have happened? Or, you know, like, why is this happening to me? And then when you look back on it with hindsight, you're like, oh, wow, that was really a blessing, a blessing in disguise, as they say, right? Like there's a reason that that's a, a like a saying. <laughs> Always, you know, the process is the win. And a lot of people want the end. And I, it's funny because I always say the destination is death. Like, because when you're done is when you're done. Not, you know, because anytime you, if you're living, anytime you get to a new place, there will always be more work to do if you're alive, right? So the process is the win. And the process is where you're like, oh, that's how I do learn about managing my time. Oh, that's how I do manage my money. Wait a minute. Here's how I learn to say yes and no. Here's how I learn to trust myself. Here's how I learn what's for me and what's out of alignment. Here's what feels good. And here's what, you know, feels like I shouldn't be giving my energy to that. The process is the win. And, you know, when you, when you look at it like that, you're like, oh, I'm in the game. I'm just basically trying to master my game. And I think that's, that's the part that sometimes people fundamentally miss. And you're right, because some people who like, they blew up fast or went viral, whatever it might be, they might miss a step. And it's like, oh, this money's coming in. And like, how are you managing it? Well, I got somebody else doing that. Or I got this and I, this. And like, had you learned to manage money before? They're like, well, no. Like, you might want to look into that, you know. Um, or, you know, delegating. You have too many people, like, doing too many things. How do you know how to give a direction if you hadn't really ever, like, messed with it yourself? You know, we do need people and systems for scale. But I always say that there's a balance between get into the, 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 the activities that are needed most so you have a basic understanding. Some you'll be able to do and keep control over. Others you're going to have to eventually get others to do or employ systems. How will you be clear? Because you had already been in the, the act of the process of like knowing like, oh, no, 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 I'm hiring you. I need you to do my bookkeeping like this, this, and this. But you're a bookkeeper, so like, show me exactly what you're doing differently than how I was doing. Like, oh, perfect. I get, that makes sense to me. I'm, thank you for showing me that. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I was messing with that and I was, I was you know, too slow doing it. You're faster. That's why I'm hiring you. But I know how to ask the right questions. Or let me use these things um, because I know that this is what will make it go faster than I could possibly do it. The process breeds clarity. And the clarity, as you probably saw on one of the posts, brings direction. Now we can decide what are we spending time on and what are we having others or systems spending time on. And, and ultimately, but like that clarity is so beautiful because now we're able to communicate with ourselves, with others. Like we, we know what we need and want, um, and it just gives us direction. Right. And which is like life. These are things we need in anything in life. You know, so that's why the process, I say the process is the win. And it's just mastering that game, really. Yeah. And I think the I think the same applies to the internal Very process much. and the internal wins. Right. Like just to take it back to that spiritual aspect. Yes. Um, that that's for me personally, like I feel like that's been the biggest thing that I've learned this year, like. I signed up for a business coaching one year co uh, mastermind this year. Biggest investment that I've ever made in myself. I literally thought that the hardest part was going to be opening my wallet. Cause that, that took some, you know, like, Oh, is this, is this safe? Is this good? Is this right? 
but once like once I put my credit card down, I was like, cool, I did it. Like this is going to be smooth sailing from here. <laughs> and it's just been a constant learning opportunity of like confronting the limiting beliefs that I have, confronting the fears that I have, confronting the messages that I learned from my parents about money and success and safety and jobs and like moving into an entrepreneurial place and every everything along the spectrum of that you know so it's like it's it's a constant learning process and expansion um of as i as i go through that process um getting to the place that i want to be at and having the capacity to to hold those things to to stand in that space without freaking out without like um you know my, some sort of limiting story holding me back or keeping me from taking advantage of an opportunity that you know is right in front of me that because i'm preparing for it because i'm doing the work i can actually like see that and be like oh okay cool like it's time to take that jump it's time to t take it to the next level nope. so I, I think that just as we're talking about that finance and the you know the business skills and you know the external the same thing applies to that internal experience yeah those those jumps into new territory because they feel right but we don't you know i, I talk about this a lot we don't have any data but we feel it we feel it's the right thing to do but we have no data the body freaks out or can freak out mind freak out because the body's using data it's using historical evidence through muscle memory of how you've been making decisions up until today you know suddenly you're going to do something completely different and unrelated and without any knowing without any data without any anything the body's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. wait a minute excuse me i'm gonna freak out now you know um and i find that fascinating how the biology works and the you know and uh just our our, our, our internal guidance system but the irony is that it's like, well, because you have two things happening internally. You have your muscle memory in the physical form of your body, which is used to how you're making decisions. And then you've got this internal guidance system that's like, no, this just feels right. What do you mean it feels right? Can't really tell you. But once I start moving in it, I'll have some data for you, you know? And right. that's a whole other, that, that's also part of the reason why it's, it's difficult often to tell people a feeling. Um, only people who are moving within their intuition and taking risks and embracing the unknown and moving with purpose and, or have, again, taken great risks usually will understand you the most, right? Um, and everybody else is like, oh my God, what's going to happen to this? And what's going to happen to that? And you're like, you know what? I, I can't, you know? And it makes sense because your path is not their path. And their path is not your path. And if they're really not trying to drive their path, but they're trying to play it safe within their path, oh, God, you're glitching their matrix. Like the moment you tell them, like, well, it's just a feeling. Like every single fiber in them is probably freaking out on like, you know, Jonathan, what's going to happen? You're paying for this, and you're getting a business coach, and then you're moving in this direction, and then you're going to do that. But, you know, what all of these things, and you're like, I got this. And noted, I will not be telling you anything ever again, <laughs> you know, sometimes. So this is just like, you, you realize this kind of like, okay, they're on the do not tell list. I understand, you know. Um, and again, no harm, no foul. Um, I have empathy. I get it. You know, uh, they, it's just, 
they may be in a, a safer role, quote unquote, which I don't even like that word safe because I'm like, you're in a role that is seemingly safe, but can be taken from you at any single point in time. Um, but nevertheless, it's been sold to you as safe and that's what you're playing from and it's bringing you great life, money, house, whatever, all this stuff, whatever. And, you know, um, you, you're, you're fine in that sphere and anything that breaks that sphere, even if you really don't like what you do for a living, um, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter because you, this is your safe, quote unquote safety bubble. Right. So. Uh, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's not even what's really safe. You know, all. it's just, it's like you said, it's that it's those signals from the body that are saying, this is what's safe. Even when it's dysfunctional, even when it doesn't work, even when it's like holding, holding somebody back, that safety of the familiarity of the body sensations is, what's what's known and like just like you said the the unknown you know create <laughs> lets the body go whoa wait what are you doing like uh don't nope 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 <laughs> we're just gonna and I, I love i love what you just said you know like the, having that discernment uh for yourself yeah. because unless you practice discernment you're not even sure what is yours and what you're projecting onto somebody else based on what they're telling you yeah. you know yeah, it's so a, that's and go ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to, there, the, you know, everything we were just saying was uh, another one of these posts that like really resonated mm -hmm. to me recently. You know, the, the real question is, can you abandon what's safe for what's certain, Oof, yeah. especially when it feels uncertain, knowing you'll have to trust your gifts and path yeah. without knowing the how? Yeah, that's like, yeah, that just so lands <laughs> to me. I, I literally right before. So that was what my uh, my mini podcast episode was right before I jumped on with you was uh, from that article. Um, Your purpose is not uncertain. You are. And um, that was my most trafficked uh, article to date uh, on Substack. And uh, it raised a lot of, um, you know, of questions from people on it. And can you abandon what's quote unquote safe for what is certain? And we sometimes tie safety to certainty. If you're basing safety on the external world, I'm sorry, that is not certain. That can change on, especially because it's out of your control, that can change on you at any given point in time. And I've been very fortunate, <laughs> although it, wasn't, it was a little painful at times, to have witnessed that with life over the years. Um, from things to people and when all of a sudden they're not there and you're like that seemed pretty safe you know <laughs> like and you're like and i thought i did everything right um you begin to realize oh wow this is an inside job everything is an inside job period and so we have this idea of safety i say certainty is what when you really connect to your soul and you really connect with god and you really connect to yourself and have this relationship you feel it, you know. You know, you know what you know, what you know. You know. Everything else you may not know, but but you know these feelings inside. And um our our purpose is uh you know very much a discovery process, but because of the more we connect with ourselves, right? But you start to realize, like, oh wow, now that feels just right. That's certain. That is certain. We may think we are uncertain about it. And we may not know the how. That's why we have to rely on faith and trust and our gifts and our talents. It's like, 
why did I come here with these talents in the first place? What's really going on? You know, and um, and then I acquire these gifts along the way. Maybe I can use that for this thing that I, I want to be or, or do in this direction I want to go in. And the more, again, the more you keep connecting with yourself, like it's so fast now, like that. I hear it. I hear it every single day. I'm like, yep, I got it. Uh-huh. You know, and then that practice of listening to yourself, trusting yourself, right, in a world that is very distracting, uh, very noisy, um, and very like, no, 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 look at me over here. No, 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 this is safety. No, 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 this is what you want. This is what, how you should feel. Whew, you know, um, I give a lot of credit to people from decades ago, but I give some of the most credit to people now who really like just like beeline for their, you know, for their purpose, for their thing, for whatever it is that they want to build or for being in their lane because there has never been more distractions than there ever have been right now. Um, so it's a gift and a curse um, because the curse is it can distract you, but the gift is like it can literally um, be such a beautiful contrast to, you know, kind of align you in, oh, wait, let me, after you've run out of resources on the external, you're only left with one choice, yourself. Internally, you're going to have to go and be like, I got to solve this. I got to, I got to, I got to. I got to know who I am, don't I? And it's like, yeah, and I've had this conversation with a few people when they, they finally came around. They're like, and I got to kind of figure it out, don't I? I'm like, yeah, they're like, and no one's really coming to save me, are they? I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> you know? And then they're just like, and I have to change my choices. I'm like, probably. And make better decisions. I'm like, yeah, like, and I have to make sure I know what type of decisions I'm making from doing the work. I'm like, pretty much. I'm like, welcome to your soul ascending while you're here. Welcome to why we're even here in the first place. And it's cool to watch when people do that. And they're like, is this what you go through? I'm like, every day. <laughs> you know, Because I don't want them to feel like I'm, it doesn't, time doesn't matter. You know, just being in the game does. And so I, that's the thing, the other thing that I try to do a lot with my content is I want people to know, like, I'm, I'm not like, further along or I mean yeah I, I've definitely got a lot of practice in me but like I'm in it too and I have my days and I want you to know that like that's why when people say to me they're like how are you in my head how do you know or especially on like my my texting right like how do you know how do you always want to say I'm like I go through it too of course I know how you're feeling we're both humans I'm just going in a you know we're just we have different paths but <laughs> pretty much you know we're experiencing a lot of similar things so I was watching this uh, interview with Wendell Pierce recently, and he said something that as soon as he said it, I, I thought of you. And I'm so glad that you just brought up what you just brought up. He said something like, and I'm, I'll paraphrase because I'm not going to get it exactly right, but he said, the more specific your art is, the more universal, uh, relatable it becomes. And I was like, whoa, that, you know, because he was, he was talking about like, uh, you know, being on the wire and, and how every city he would go to people would come up to him and be like, like, I relate to that show. I relate to this character and I relate to this. And like, and how is that? Like, I've never been to Baltimore. And he's like, because the art is that specific, yeah. you know, that it just becomes universal. Yeah. That's a, and I was like, wow, that's so such good. a cool idea. That's so good. I'm going to yeah. have to use that. That's so good. It's, it's so true. Like, um, that's why, you know, you hear the word authenticity a lot thrown out. It's just funny because I remember when that first started becoming a word for like used for marketing. I'm like, really? I'm like, why weren't you using it before? Just in general, you know, 
Um, but authenticity, like you're going to win with honesty. It's the ultimate blueprint. It's the ultimate business plan. I think people, you know, when they talk honesty, it's like, oh, I have to have conversations I don't want to have. Oh, like, you know, I got taken advantage of. I'm like, no, no, you just don't need discernment. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that is also honesty. Right. But when we're very honest with how we're feeling and we're channeling that life force through to our work and our art, people feel it. Like, they're just like, thank you. When we get into overthinking mode, what do the people want? What are this? What are that? Like, listen, like, yeah, I mean, we definitely want to, if we're in service to the general type of audience, yeah, of course you always want to be asking questions. It's a two-way dialogue. But for the most part, don't overthink, just serve. And by serving, you will figure out, oh, you don't need this, but you want that? Got it. Uh, thanks for letting me know. Makes my life even easier. And um, I, I can even double down even more so on that because that's an area I, I prefer to. Oh, interesting, you know, or like a, the, the more we, we create from this very organic, authentic, internal knowing. Yeah, of course it's going to be universal. Like, how did you know? Like, God, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, cause I, cause I'm, I'm you, you're me. We're just, we're, we're different paths, but like, we're all fundamentally here to, have our souls like do what they're here to do but like universal laws of values and honesty and love and respect and all of these things like th these these apply to all of us you know so can we have that conversation you know and if we're having that conversation i think people feel more of like you know at ease like okay it's not just me like no it's not just you it's all of us you know and i think society is so good at separating we see it in religion we see it in in celebritydom you know we see it in influence we see it in so many external things we separate the people out when we're all fundamentally the same now we all fundamentally have a lot of responsibilities and accountability and you know we have to do the work but i'm just saying that like when we get separated is when we start to compare or we start to not believe, right? Or we start to like feel restricted, um, and we or we feel like a loss of you know of um, identity, or we go through identity crises and things like that. And that's why I think it's so. Again, to your point, it's an internal thing. We have to connect internally and have the the conversation with our, our um, ourself and our soul and God. And like I, honestly, like I love the relationship I have with myself. Like it's, it's been cool. It's been cool to watch and feel it out. I'm like, you know, like, I like you. Like, I, like, I, I like what you stand for. Like, I like how you handle that. And like, like, and it sounds so funny, but we don't do it enough. You know, people just don't do it enough. And then I started realizing, I'm like, oh, wow. Like if I'm having this great relationship with myself, which then turned into a great relationship with God. It fundamentally changed every way I am to the external world. One, I would never let anybody treat me lesser than the way I would treat myself. So there's discernment. But at the same token, I also now know grace because I'm like, oh, wow, like I get it. Like, who am I to judge anybody? But doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to exchange for longer than a certain time period if we're not really jiving, you know, well. But, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking it as personal because I have a relationship with myself, right? So the internal is like, internal is like sets us free.
Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we could probably go at like a thousand more rabbit holes there if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, 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 pro that process, that process sounds a lot like, uh, like reparenting yourself, you know, um, is, is one way that it's sort of put um, in sort of a different context of like, you know, changing that, changing that internal voice, um, having a better relationship with yourself and celebrating, you know, and, and being proud of yourself. Like it took me a long time to realize that like a lot of the time I'm not like that internal voice. I'm not really proud of myself. I'm not celebrating. I'm just telling myself what I could do better or how I'm not good enough. Or like, you know, these are the things that I should be doing instead of being like, Hey, today you did some like cool shit and like, I'm proud of you. And like, look at you go, you know? And I think the weird thing for me is like when, so if, if it's happening for me, it's probably happening for other people too. When my internal dialogue is like that, it makes it harder to accept 100%. and hear the things that are coming from other people. hundred percent. We still you know like somebody might say like, Oh wow. I, I love th this, what you're doing. But I'm not really hearing it because inside they're like, nah, like they're they're full of shit. <laughs> we still have to deal with our personality. We still I, I, I can I have been very hard on myself at times, 100 percent. So I don't want to remove, you know, we've got internal voice that can mess with us. The, the thinking mind can definitely, you know, be influenced and strayed and, and all that stuff. 100 percent. And, you know, the relationship I have with myself is it's not just like lovey-dovey, you know, <laughs> kind of a, it, it's just a real one. Like I, I was watching and I forget the name of the actor, but I've referenced this before. And he was on a pod, uh, he was on a, he was uh, speaking in Oxford. I think he's an English actor. He was speaking at Oxford and he was saying, you ever like a friend ever mess up so bad and they were really in the wrong, like really, really in the wrong. And he used a few other words, but I wasn't sure we were allowed to use money podcast. So he's like, they really effed up. Right. And everybody's like laughing. He's like, and you're like, you know what? you're okay. It's gonna be fine. You're fine. Like, did you, you know, did you learn something from this? Like, you know, and you're like kind of coaxing them and helping them and nurturing them. But like, you didn't judge them. You're just like, okay, you know, that was bad, but you know, can let, let's, you know, I still support you. You know, it's like, you ever wonder why you don't do that to yourself? Seriously. It's like, why don't you have that relationship with yourself? And that's what kind of was a turning point for me where I started thinking about like, I just wanted to have a relationship with myself that was um, real. It wasn't like in light of anything. Like there are, there's plenty of moments where I'm like, I was wrong there. Like I can hear myself be like, brother, like I love you, but like you need to own that, own it. You were wrong there, make it right. Or what could you have done better? Now that's when I can remove the the thinking mind, which by the way, those two can cross over because the thinking mind is like, yeah, you really screwed that up. You did this, you did that. We we have to balance, which I think by the way is what brings us kind of to the you know. At some point, like some of the modalities or the different things that I do during the day or why I started tapping in so much more to, you know, with journaling and breath work and God and prayer and meditation, all these things is because we have to quiet the mind so we can allow the soul to do its thing. Right. You know, and um, and that's that's what I was. So so the relationship I, I have now, like with my with my soul, with like myself, it's it's a it's like a values based way of being it's a value system it's a values like so sometime a lot of times well all times i'm celebrating myself because i'm showing up but sometimes the conversation is definitely like hey listen did you listen there did you hear what 
he or she had to really say, what could you have done better in that moment? You know, or um, which, you know, they, they talk about this in a lot of different religions and in, like in Judaism, like um, whether the morning or the evening, um, spending 10 minutes like in the evening, be like, hey, you know, thank you so much for the day. Um, I feel so blessed. Um, you know, looking for like looking back, here are some really things I was very proud of that I did. Here's some other things that, you know, I think I'm going to work on. I can get better. Why is it that athletes, right? You, like think about it like this. Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant because he watched the reels. He watched his tape. He rolled it back every single day. He, he was in mastery of his craft. You have to do that with your life. You have to do that with your life. You have to be able to roll back the tape and be like, oh, wow, like what a great move I did there. Like, I'm going to do more of that. Oh, I might have missed a step there or two. Okay, I'm going to tweak that. Like, we have to be an active participant with our life, you know? And I think that's why we're so much, I think that's why you see a lot of people on autopilot because it's like, because that requires work to be an active participant in your life. But it's beautiful when you are because then you like, you move differently. You start to be like, all right, like I'm starting to see things a little bit differently. And then, you know, that is a whole other navigation because you, as you start to like pivot yourself from how you've been operating, oof, like people change, places change, what you say yes and no to changes, like a lot of things change. And then, then you're managing all that emotion inside, including the body. And you're like, oh, wow, like how long was I operating like that, you know? Um, and so, you know, that's where grace comes in. But if we're having that relationship with ourselves, we have that relationship with God. We're gonna have grace with ourselves. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, though, I've I've said it to other people. I've asked them to say it to themselves. You know, like, what would I talk to myself? Would I talk to my best friend? Yeah. The way that I'm talking to myself yeah. right now. <laughs> if, and I'm, I'm treating my best friend better than I'm treating myself. Like, what's wrong there? You know, like just. So a hundred percent agree. Um, so yeah. So for, for you, how do you build that relationship with yourself? How do you strengthen that connection to, to God and, and to yourself and yeah. the, that, that motivation that, or navigation rather that you were talking about? Well, and it's, it's been such an interesting topic for me lately too, because I have people of all faith and cultures and backgrounds that, you know, contact me and they're like, I like the way you use God. I'm like, because I'm not boxing it in. Um, I'm not boxing God in. I'm not boxing the, the, the talk in. Um, it's like universal. God is in everything. And I'm not separating us from God, which I think sometimes like religion at times can do, depending on if the man-made side of religion is enforcing it or if the spiritual essence of what it was meant to be, you know, is guiding it. So those are two very different um, you know, conversations. And, um, so I love connecting in a way where I remove the separation and stop making it so, um, uh, you know, like if I do something wrong or if, you know, again, it changed when I started having a different conversation with myself and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. You know? And I was like, I like to say like, God's like a comedian in a way. Like, like the, it's like, I'm having these conversations and everything is so simple. It's so simple. And you realize like, like, and the questions and the answer, like the, the, the riffing is just, it's such a fun, like, I'll say something 
and I'll feel it like, like, do you not know what I, do you do you not think that I don't know what you need? I'm like, no, yeah, of course you do. You know, like, do you not like, you know, see that like, you know, the beauty in this and that. And it's like, it's just, it's so simple and fast, but we have, so we have to slow down to be able to have that, that kind of conversation. And sometimes, and it's, and it's so like, like, like last week I was having a conversation. I was referencing this on a podcast. I'm, I'm in my car driving. I had a very long drive. I had a very specific question around a topic. Um, I'll leave the topic out just for the time being. But uh, and I, I remember I, I I heard it. I felt it right away. It was like, do you not know what's coming? Do you not actually feel that in your soul? I was like, yeah, actually I do. And like, do you not think that I don't know exactly what you would need? Like exact. Like, do you not think that that was a perfectly orchestrated design for you? And I was like, it's a fair point. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's a funny conversation. And I'm just like, okay, you know, and then it's like, but you cannot receive anything if you are attached to something that is counterintuitive to it. And it hit me like a ton of, I was like, oh, oh shit. You know, I was like, got it. Cannot receive the essence of this thing when we are so attached to something related to that subject, if you will, um, that is not it. It's just not it. And it hit me so hard. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, you know, be, let it go. You know, like how, like, wouldn't you want to be in the perfect, like, receptivity of this? And you're like, yeah, like, let it go. And I was, and it was so simple, but our complex minds make everything so difficult right so modalities you're asking a big thing that happened for me first started with i mean i've been journaling and journaling and writing for years um last year my um ex-girlfriend and really amazing friend she's she's now a great friend um we would do journaling prompts and there were a few journal prompts that we were doing and um uh these journal prompts turned into me like writing out what I was feeling, thinking, no matter what it is, good, bad, depressing, positive, whatever, whatever. And I'll explain what they are in a second. And what started, so, okay, well, like the first of, it's five different prompts. The first one was um, morning thoughts, feelings, and intuition. Because it's typically done in the morning. When you're most connected, you're coming off of sleep. Morning thoughts, feelings, and intuition. You don't have to do in the morning, but thoughts, feelings, and intuition. And what was interesting is, imagine you're writing out what you're actually feeling or thinking or what you know. Like, and what was, I, so I was doing this for like a year. After a while, it turned to me, started, I started writing to God. I'm like, I'm just going to freehand to God. You know, it's like, hey, I'm feeling this. I don't even know where this is coming from. And I don't know why this is like plaguing me. And so not just writing it, sometimes I was actually saying it out loud. And as I'm doing it, I started like feeling answers. I was like, what is this? You know, I've always felt a connection to God, but I don't feel like I had a relationship with God until recently where I was like the way you would like a best friend, just talk. We're so caught up that it has to be like physical. Why? Well, we all seem to believe in energy. Well, energy is invisible. Why can't you feel it? 
right? And so I, I, I started to actually have a relationship with God that was more of like a best friend and a mentor and a father. And like, in, in, <laughs> it made the concept so much simpler to me. I'm like, oh my God, like, I get it. And then if I'm made in the eyes of you, oh, like, now I understand people even more, you know, I, and I can meet them where they're at and not take things personal. And, um, you know, so it'd be like, even if I was thinking something or I wanted to gossip or I'd see what people were doing, I, I could feel like, would I judge you like that? I'm like, no. You know, it's like, it, it, it becomes this like organic, fun place where you're, it's not so constricting the way I think society has sometimes made it. So I was doing these journal prompts. That was journal prompt one. And as I was writing, I started like actually getting answers for myself and like, oh, Oh, okay. You know, this makes sense. And then of course, applying, right. It's not, it's one thing to pray, but it's another thing to integrate. Um, we have to practice. And, um, my, one of my best friends said to me, we dated years ago and, um, it was about three years ago. And she said something so profoundly simple, but it changed my course of a lot of things. And she was like, I know you know what you want. I know you know what you want. But you're going to have to get in the game and meet God. You're going to have to play for it to happen. You have to get in the game and play. You got to meet God. And I, it hit me so hard because I was like, huh, you can't, you can't sit on the sidelines of life. You have to be in the game. But if you integrate what you've learned, if you've integrated the, the, the teachings and the lessons and the experiences. Now you're in the game. You're like, no, I can't, I can't, no, I can't date you. No, I can't take that um, money. No, I can't do that. Like you're representing the value systems. You're representing the, the truth, the knowing you're playing the game. You're meeting God. Right. Um, and I had a, uh, you can stop me if this is like too much of a rant, whatever, but uh, you know, it was just, it was very helpful. And then I had a rabbi tell me something that was very interesting. And he said, there's a, there's a, um, a Hebrew word called hishtadlis, which means effort. And he said, everything is effort, everything. And he said, all we have to do is show up consistently with effort. And when effort is finished, God takes over, right? It's the same as like saying like, um, the harder I work, the luckier I got when we're in the game and we're playing, when effort takes, whenever it is finished, meaning like you've exhausted yourself in the field of battle by being in the game and by being the values and by building and by exhibiting this character and these behaviors, of course you can't do it alone. You know, of course the miraculous has to happen, you know, um, it will. And so that, so those two things were really something that set me off. And so in the journaling, you've got that, that's the, the first is morning thoughts, feelings, and intuition. The second was, um, um, uh, what was it? Oh, three like goals and tasks or, or tasks for today, just for today to be present. What are the three things that we'd love it? If you got them done, that would be today, right? So you're in motion, you're in activity. Number three is what am I grateful for? We have to get present. What am I grateful for? What am I grateful for that I have now? What do I have? What am I grateful for for where I'm heading? And 
gratitude, you know, you hear often people talking like an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. And, and they're great. They're right. They're 100% right. I just, I like trying to, again, simplify that. What's happening is when you look around at, especially if you're in the effort or you're in the game of life, which we all are, it's over here, and you think about where you're at, it starts to give you perspective of where you've come from, even if it's only inches, right? And there's always something to be like grateful for. And that's kind of like grounds us. It gives us something to be like, okay, you know? And then when we're grateful for what's to come, we have a better relationship with it and we're in more receptivity mode to it, you know, because we can feel it and you're, you're, you're not expecting it. You're thanking it. It's a way different way of, of approaching it. And then the fourth thing is what's like something fun or adventurous that you can do today. Why is that important? Because we have to pull ourselves out of our minds and put ourselves into an activity of something. It could be a walk, it could be exercising, it could be swimming, it could be biking, it could be painting, it could be music, whatever. But we have to pull ourselves out of a place, you know, sometimes uh, that is uh, uh, where the thinking mind is taking over a little bit too much or we're pushing it too much. We have to have this balance. We think everything has to be so hard and it doesn't. We've made it hard. We have made everything very hard. And... I'm sorry, I don't believe we're here to suffer. It's just that we have made ourselves at times suffer. We all have at different capacities. Um, that's not, I don't believe, how life works. We have free will, so we clearly are the ones that have kind of inflicted a little bit of that onto ourselves. And I know there's a lot of people who might say, well, you know, my circumstances, this and that. Like, I understand. You could literally walk right outside the door and right across the street and right into the next town over and be done with it if you really wanted to. It's just, that's the beauty of free will, right? cages in the mind. So the fifth thing is what can I, who can I serve or pray for today? That was a very interesting thing for me because I would start to feel either your usual people that you automatically think of. I even started thinking of people that I hadn't thought of in a long time. And it made me think about the energy dynamic of, oh, they may really need something right now. And when we can do that, we pull ourselves out of um, whether we're taking things personal. Sometimes it's people that you may not be friendly with anymore or you're having something currently with. You start to realize, oh, wow, like they're going through something. Anybody that is not approaching you with love, respect, honesty, um, really respect overall, like all of these things, like, if we're not careful and grounded in our own selves and having this relationship with ourselves, we're going to take it personal. And thus the fight begins and the division does too. So these types of modalities kind of put me into this place of like, something's going on with you somewhere. And, and you, may, you may be completely unconscious of it and you may not even care. I'm not going to probably spend too much time around you, but... Um, you know, I'm removing myself from this situation, but like, I'm going to wish you well, because like, you may need it. You may really need it. You may be unhappy. There may be something going on. And the way I'm able to identify that is because of the relationship I have with myself and God. And so it's this big loop. 
right? Um, so that's that's what I do from a journaling standpoint. And then I mentioned to you the breath work that I uh, started doing recently. Uh, there's, I think, a lot of different ways that it's labeled. Uh, the way uh, my good friend had shared it with me is uh, heart coherence. Um, and it's five uh, breaths in through the nose, five, or five, excuse me, five seconds of breath through the nose, five seconds out immediately through the mouth for five minutes. And uh, it helps connect the mind and the heart, uh, especially when the mind gets a little quirky, which it does. It does. It does. It, like you said it earlier, it does. It totally does. It's going to happen. You know, there's just days, especially if you push yourself a little bit harder that day, it's going to happen. So um, that breath work I recently started doing in the last couple of weeks, and it's been actually a game changer. I try to do it in the morning or when I'm having a moment in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, let's, 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 let's bring it back. What's interesting is these things really breed self-awareness. And they, they hold us accountable to ourselves. Like, and we're putting ourselves first, basically, is what we're doing. If I'm feeling something, or if I need to know something, or if I want to move in a new way, or if I want to do something, instead of me relying on an external world, which is all over the place, I mean, it's really all over the place, and we don't have to go there, but like, and I'm wanting answers faster, well, let me just look to me and use some of these different things that are out there, um, which, by the way, cures a lot of anxiety and depression, because you're kind of like, less anxious because like you, you feel more, I'm, I have no control over the external world, but I can definitely have control over me and my emotions and my feelings and all these things. And the greater relationship I have with myself, like the less I'm like, you know, stressing out about certain things. And I'm like, well, you know, kind of saw that coming. So I was already like prepared, you know, where, when we're, so yeah. So doing these, these two things have been game changers for me. And then like, I'll use some like meditation apps like Calm, um, mostly because I like guided meditation. It's like, you know, 10, 12, 15 minutes. It's nice to just like have that guided voice um, that is, um, I, I, I don't do the whole silent thing. Um, that's not really my, I would love to. I just, you know, to, to actually have no thoughts. And I've heard it's a game changer and I'm sure one day I will probably get there. Um, so instead I like to work with what I've got, which is either a guided meditation because it's giving me something to concentrate on, you know, um, or like a meditation where I, I can just uh, reflect and be grateful and do the what I would do journaling, but in the meditation, and it allows me to just ground within myself and make crazy good decisions throughout the day because I was like already in alignment. I'm like, oh, that's an alignment. That's not, that is, that's not. You already know. You already set up your whole day. It's like a calendar. Like, cause you already, you already know like where you're at. So the moment something that's like not aligned, you're like, yeah, no, no, that's not good. That's not good. And I'll finish with this. You know, I, I heard something from Dr. Joe Dispenza a long time ago, which was I think most people will wake up right before they have to jump right into the, the wheel of their life, the hamster wheel of their life. I'm paraphrasing, but um, well, what's happening is they're jumping into a life that is only a repeat of everything up until that day. Versus if you get up like two, three hours before, and spend time with yourself, you can actually set up your day versus, you know, jumping into it and repeating the previous days. So now you're operating from a place of forward, brought present versus jumping in and repeating. And so when you're thinking about like, well, what do I want and what do I need and what would be better? So then when all of a sudden the thing that was going to repeat itself, you're like, 
no, that actually doesn't resonate with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, no. You know, so you can like cut it out and start to move your way towards exactly where, you know, you're, you're most called. So, so those are, so those are some different modalities. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot there. And I, I'll, there's, there's, there's a few things. Like I love that the gratitude and the praying yeah. part of your journaling, like there's that, yeah. there's that, um, what am I going to do that's fun and exciting yeah. in between those things? Like, I feel like there's something in that sequencing of like priming yourself with the gratitude and then like, okay, that now, now what am I going to do? Something like that's, that's fun and expansive and something that, you know, is speaks to me on this different level. Not like, oh my God, I have. 50 things to do for my business and you know all that kind of stuff and then you know that you're kind of wrapping that up with the um with 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 praying and, and thinking about others and, and how can i be of service um i love that um yeah heart resonance breath work heart is resonance, yeah. is legit you know mm -hmm. no no joke um, changer. it's it's something that i i practice every day um and it's it's just a beautiful practice and i um and I love what you said about Joe Dispenza. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's funny. I've been meaning to ask you, like, because I, I, I just assumed, you know, just based on some of the stuff you write about and, and you talk about it, I'm like, he, he must be into Joe Dispenza, but like, I, we never talked about it directly. Um, but yeah, like, um, creating the future that you want, like priming yourself for that future instead of just going off of of the past because it's so easy like we've been living with it for how many years right. <laughs> you know our, our whole life um possibly and and some of those patterns are are hard to break you know so it takes that repetition it takes that effort um like you're saying and that consistency and that's another thing that like i appreciate about your message and what you put out there is being being open to trusting that consistency yeah. and trusting that, that effort and like not getting ahead of yourself. Cause like, you know, it's, it's so easy. I hear it from so many people of like, well, especially like when we're talking about like psychedelics and like integrating these really big sort of paradigm shifting things or like changing, you know, rearranging your whole life. It's like, well, have some, like you said, have some grace for yourself, have some patience. Like, these things don't happen overnight, but if you show up consistently day after day, sometimes breath after breath, or like, like you said, you know, having those practices to stop yourself as you start to sort of go off the rails and like have that reset of like, oh, wait, is this in alignment to what I'm creating, to what I want to create? The, you know, that just compounds yep. and it builds and like all of a sudden you find yourself like whoa i've you know look how look how far i've got i've come you know um that this the small consistent effort trumps everything, everything. you know, the, the, you know? the compound effect is so beautiful i was having the same conversation with what you just said with one of my trainers and um he was like and he's very into the same you know things and and we were talking he goes the thing about uh, the body is that the consistency, like you already know the outcome, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know it. How much time depends on the person, you know, the outcome, you know, the outcome, 
because it's a tangible thing. And he's like, if you can apply that, Matt, to what you're, you know, what you're saying and your message with like um, the consistency of showing up for the, you know, the things that feel uncertain but are really certain, he's like, you know, he's like, the consistency will keep the score. It really will. He's like, the only reason why it works with the body so well is because you can look at somebody and say, that's a tangible result. Um, but, you know, but we know what it took to get there. It was all work and it was consistency showing up every day. You know, we have this conversation because I'm on year three. And it's so crazy to like see, like even how the body's like changing, I'm like, okay. And that's why like I urge people like, you gotta take action on yourself because you're like, the consistency in everything, you know the outcome. I can't tell you the when, but you know the outcome. And the when, well, that's different for every person, right? But you know the outcome. You should get comfortable knowing the outcome from the consistency. Uh, the other thing I was gonna tell you too, by the way, is with the, um, Dr. Joe, yeah, you know, um, I read Supernatural. I think it was what, Supernatural, Becoming Superhuman, Supernatural, right? One of those, like, years ago. Uh, sorry, Joe, if you know you ever catch wind of this, I, my apologies. Uh, and uh, and then just that, when he was talking about that whole the morning setup and all that other stuff, um, I haven't, you know, I haven't really um, uh, read as much of his stuff in the last, like, couple of years. But, you know, the, the content, it was interesting when you brought up about the content. I was, uh, I was recently talking to a couple of, like, rabbinical, anybody listening rabbis um very amazing humans and they're like what's fascinating about you they then they saw my content they're younger rabbis they said i saw your content i was like yeah and they're like it's fascinating that you're speaking torah but you don't like you're not immersed in necessarily torah and i said well yeah you know i get i get that and they're like it's beautiful like and they were they were being very complimentary not like oh you know they were actually very loving about it they're like it's fascinating, like, and where does it come from? They, they were, that was a test, and I was like, God. You know, I was like, experience. From experience, and taking experience, and taking, you know, um, life, and, you know, taking messages, and, like, let's, let's have that conversation, you know, publicly, to everybody, you know, on a mass scale, right? So, I like, um, I like the fact that it's like you got the science folk who are amazing and they're just like, you know, Joe, like I love how Joe gets closer and closer to the spiritual because the science helps him understand it. And then you got the spiritual people who are like, who are just naturally spiritual. And they're like, we like, we like looking at the science to like try to make sense of like, how did that like random miraculous thing happen? You know, <laughs> it's so funny because where is everybody heading all to like their right. oneness of themselves. Right. So, um, I'm, that person in the this fun world in the middle of like you know um trusting in that which you can't see and um living life through experience and then sharing that with the world and then like you know just trying to become a better human being <laughs> in the process uh and it can be very challenging so um but yeah i just want to share those things yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I truly believe, and it's something that I've experienced myself um, within an ayahuasca ceremony, mm-hmm. that like everything that is, quote unquote, woo woo or magic, especially like if you want to say magic, is just science that we don't understand, mm-hmm. and like we have the hubris to walk around thinking that we understand everything when there's, like you said, the energy you can't see it, but it doesn't mean it's th- it's not there, right? 
I mean, like right. it's all around us. So we carry it around in our pocket and, you know, it's, it's just floating around, uh, you know, in the air and everything that we understand today as science at one point was magic or at one point was woo woo, right. you know, back, back right. into like fire. Yeah. You know, like it, that, that was the experience that I had in, in this ceremony was like, oh, that's why fire is so healing. That's why there's fire ritual and healing around fire in every culture, because at one point that shit was magic. Yeah. You know, like you have fire, you keep me warm. Yeah. Like we've been doing it as human beings energetically for millennia, basically like for most of the time that we've been <laughs> human beings. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, of, of course there's like, of course there's healing. Of course there's energy around that. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the universal, the universality of, of spirit, you know, you know, like I, I love, I love that you've talked about that. Like yeah. when something is true, it's not really, you, you can't put it in a box of like, oh, this is this ism or this religion, you know, it's just, it's true regardless. And, um, it makes me think of, um, oh, a rabbi that my father, um, you know, was involved with for a, a lot of my growing up who like basically sort of had a falling out. Like he had like a crisis of faith and started going into Eastern religion and studying Buddhism and Hinduism and Taoism. And, and right before he was like, okay, I'm done with Judaism. Something within him said, I'm going to go back and like re-examine some of this stuff. And he came back to it and realized, wait, this is exactly the same things that I've resonated with and I've studied and that have like struck such a chord. Um, and so like, even though, you know, he's still, uh, you know, is a, is a rabbi, he's able to like incorporate that universality of it. And, um, yeah, isn't that something it's, it's one of the things that I love about Buddhism, you know, is like, uh, how close the things that we're learning about quantum physics um, and like the, you know, the cutting edge of science, like is to these things that like someone was teaching thousands of years ago. And, you know, also, you know, when I got involved in Buddhism, like 20 years ago, um, you know, there was something that I read from the Dalai Lama that really like struck a chord, which was like, if you can disprove something that's in the Buddhist teachings, we have to throw it out. Like, cause yeah, there's things like from a science perspective that like were written hundreds of years ago and we've been able to disprove that. So why would we keep that around? You know, like, <laughs> why would we continue to, to follow that? We've, we've, we've uncovered more of the truth and like, it's, it's our job to be close to the truth and be aligned with the truth, not to follow some sort of dogma just because it's, you know, it's there. It was, it's already what's, uh. What's, what's established? No, God is so brilliant. Uh, again, the sense of humor of it all. God is so brilliant that like, I know, I'll make science. And science will help, you know, like bring more and more over time, you know, understanding of different mirac miracles and quote unquote magic and other, right? You know, like other things that like were deemed magic at one point. The, 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 the miracle of science, like, I know, I'll make science. I know I'll make this, I'll do that, you know, um, blueprints everywhere, you know, 
all saying sort of like the same thing, different interpretations, right? And I know, and I, and I would never want to alienate any any culture because I think I, there's just so much beauty in all the cultures and in all the religions, actually. Um, um, I just, to your point, most of it, or all of it, is really centered around kind of connection to self, connection to creator, right? And yeah. um, how that got separated and divided, you know, uh, with mankind, obviously created separation, et cetera. But, um, you know, the, the gist of it all is that, um, and it's celebrated in whether religion or non-religion of oneness, like, because the, you know, and in religions, a lot of times talk about that. Like, I can't really speak on a lot of religions, but like, like Mishiach in Judaism, oneness. We all become ourselves at oneness, in which we all then realize we're all connected at oneness. I've heard that yeah. in other religions like, and modalities, you know, and other things. Now, obviously, there's, there's right. a lot of different, you know, different interpretations and different religions and things like that. But like, so, you know, if we can remove all of the, and I don't want to remove out of out of uh, any kind of disrespect or anything like that, just more out of like um, too much of the uh, of the overthinking. And we just kind of get it right down to like, oh, connection to myself and understanding my soul, connection to creator, right? connection to God. So yeah. that, you know, um, and then we start to see all of the miracles and under examination, whether through quantum mechanics and physics to, you know, science to like, I love the fact that we're able to like study how intuition <laughs> you know it's just like scientifically how does intuition work i'm like well that's gonna be a fun like i would love to like see the studies on those because it's like you know and watching the brain waves like like what dr joda is like watching what's happening in the brain or in the pineal gland right when we're just in our knowing or just doing certain things it's like fascinating so again even that was made by you know um ingenuity of man coming from god and it's like oh you want to understand me more great here you go <laughs> even more so so uh yeah and, and again like i never want to ever remove the beautiful teachings of culture and religion i just don't want people to feel constricted by it i want people to feel more connected themselves into right. god from it not you know um and not separated so yeah yeah connection to self and connection to source yeah. and then finding that blueprint that helps you navigate get closer yeah. to that get more connected to that yeah beautiful so well this has been a fabulous <laughs> second conversation i i just i'm so grateful for your time and and for all the wisdom and experience that you shared Thank you. um what do you got coming up uh you got another workshop coming up and, and are there's are there's going to be regular they are. things they are yeah yeah i've got a couple things coming up um so yeah we're doing um uh you know my my brother and close friend nadim al hassan uh we're doing these workshops on um you know uh just on we're living in this time where we want to help simplify <laughs> the mental suffering <laughs> that comes with you know building your passion building your um your brand, building your um, uh, business, whatever it might be, really, um, in a digital age. Um, but it's very systems thinking to approaching your, you know, what you're building and the reason being, and we're going to kind of start really actually turning that into an entire community of systems thinking applied models. 
Why? Because how do we reduce the friction, the cognitive overload, um, and the barriers for what we want to build, which are in alignment with ourselves, which are in purpose, you know, but in a digital savvy world. And um, since we come from backgrounds of that and we love doing it, like we're going to just show people how to do it. And like, we're all just going to run together, you know? Um, so that's been a fun um, way of being of service. And, um, and then also we did it in a way where we wanted to take in a lot of data over three, four months of like, where are the people really wanting and what are they, you know, what, like, what is the most optimal way to run this as a community for them? So, um, that's fun for me because, you know, like I, I have uh, an agency around systems, but I wanted, look, we're becoming more like Naval says one to four person businesses. That's really what we're becoming. And why not apply a minimalist approach with systems thinking that also makes you like scale what you love, but also love what you do and not get burnt out. There's a lot of burnout happening, especially like as we were talking about before we started this, like with systems and with doing all the things online. It doesn't have to be that way. And the algorithms, if we get stuck playing the algorithm game, we we can get really in our head. So there's this mental thing happening, there's a spiritual thing happening, and then there's like a professional thing happening all at once. That's why we were like, you know, a big component of why we're doing this community. We're like, nah, let's create a massive community and like run together. Like let's like, you know, here's the play, like here's what we did, here's what we tried. You know, here's um, some tools we're using. Like, here's the metrics that come with it. Like, that's the future of it is really going to be like, uh, and then everybody can be like, oh, I tried that. Here's what I, I altered. This is what happened. You know, and everybody's basically just kind of sharing, you know, like a knowledge sharing community um, that allows, you know, our, you know, ourself to scale, you know, our life and our business. So there's that. Um, I am launching a second podcast. It's a personal podcast for me to my audience. And, uh, you know, you get the text so you know like I'm, I'm kind of warming up right now and how often I do texts uh, which has been amazing to actually like again it's been actually an interesting thing for me because people are very much like how are you in my head this morning you know <laughs> I'm like I get you I don't know but I get you you know um, and so I'm launching this new podcast it's meant to be daily so I'm in the middle of batching that and really that's actually the platform for everything else I want to do in the next several years, which is, it's actually also going to be a book. It's also going to be a journal. Then it's going to be a book for men. Then potentially be a book for children and uh, potentially a book for relationships. Like it, it's meant to go into kind of like a series of, of things um, that I'm really it's excited about because it's very much aligned with purpose, my purpose, and like you know, having these types of conversations. Um, like we're having... Um, simplifying where possible and kind of bringing you know more people back to themselves and like uncomplicating like life and creativity and their 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 high like their highest self pursuit of their highest self like let's uncomplicate that so we can allow the people just run like let the people run their race um and uh so i'm excited by that and um so yeah hopefully the book quarter one quarter two of next year uh you know that's it's like been like Awesome. Five years in the making. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to read yeah. it. So that's what's going on. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely put some links on the show pages Amazing. to uh, connect with Matt. Uh, would highly recommend that. Uh, I've been getting your texts <laughs> and they're super inspiring. Really appreciate that. Um, 
you know, that other aspect of it, you know, to, to get those little notifications at the right time, instead of like having to sort of search it out or sift through the, the algorithm and all the rest of the content that we're getting. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't follow Matt on, you know, either Twitter or Instagram or both, uh, you're missing out. Thank you. <laughs> That's wow. all I can say. I'm honored, brother. Um, Thank you. I mean, this, uh, you know, this, this conversation should be a, uh, you know, just a little taste of, of what you can expect, uh, the kind of inspiration and, um, yeah, you're just, you're just super inspiring to me, sir. And I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the generosity that you've had towards me, um, you know, personally being able to reach out to you, being accessible, um, sharing, you know, knowledge, sharing experience. And then, um, the workshops that you've been doing have been really phenomenal and just, uh, the value that you guys are providing and um you know i i'm a systems geek anyway so like that stuff just like totally like lights me up just right. seeing somebody else's uh workflows and their craft and their processes uh because it inspires me and it's like oh it gives me ideas um it gives me inspiration and uh it gives me hope you know because it's like oh well here's here's a blueprint here's yeah. another blueprint a different type of blueprint and you know, if, if these guys are doing it, then I can do it too. So appreciate, appreciate everything about you, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you too. Love you, brother. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing your vital point. You know, mm -hmm. I know we didn't like mention it verbatim, but I feel like we talked it out <laughs> like through the podcast of, you know, tapping into your soul and the conversation mm -hmm. with God yeah. and, um, mm -hmm. you know, that you, you provided some value for people to, to try out themselves. Amazing. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the vital point. And, uh, remember that the, regardless of whatever the modality is that you're practicing, the vital point is to practice. So get on those journal prompts tomorrow <laughs> or even today and, uh, keep it up. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I'd love it if you leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy if you'd like to learn more about transformation, integration, and how to connect through coaching, breathwork, and meditation. Remember that regardless of the methods you're practicing, the vital point is to practice.